If you like all things spooky, then check out A Spooky Tales, hosted by us, Christina. And MJ, where we talk about all things spooky, paranormal stories, haunted places, myths, and legends. Listen to guests tell us their scary stories. And I hear them call me by, by my name. So I run into the kitchen to check, and there's nobody there. And I start to, like, hear... Like my closet door start to open. Oh hell no! Like, oh, my God. Inside. oh hell no! All of a sudden, for no reason, I woke up in the middle of the night. Like my eyes just snapped open, and it's that strange feeling that you have when something wakes you up. You and you don't know what has woken you up until you either see what it was or you hear whatever it was. There are new episodes every Friday. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts, as well as at SpookyTales.com. Welcome back to the Shaking Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Vivi. Today we're going to be talking about a bunch of horror shorts. But before we get into that, how are you, Vivi? I'm all right. We've had kind of a chaotic week here. So we decided to do horror shorts instead of a full movie because we still wanted to put out an episode, but didn't exactly have time to do a full movie. Yeah. Gerald's Game got released earlier in the week. So if you aren't a part of our Patreon, you're missing out on, what is it, three episodes already? We've done Classic Horror Story, Gerald's Game, and... Incident in a Ghost Land. Yes. Go check them out. We've done like mostly depressing movies on Patreon. <laughs> They're pretty intense. But yeah, this week has been depressing. This is going to be fun. I can't wait. Let's dive into it. What creepy content do you have? We watched the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix this we week. We did. Spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it. I think we're at the two week mark by the time this is released. We didn't even know how to feel because so many people online were like, it sucks for this and it's great for that. I think between you and myself, we were kind of like a little on opposite ends. Yeah, I was not a fan of it. It just didn't work for me on some levels. I was was like i mean sure whatever i didn't think it was great but it wasn't bad either the internet is always on opposite ends actually i'm so much not a fan of it i don't care to cover it ever oh shit <laughs> yeah there was just a lot that didn't work for me the political messages did not work for me they were trying to do something and they didn't even know what they were trying to do and the message is like what uh, well okay so i said it was mostly fine but i did say that the big caveat was get rid of the entire story and it's fine <laughs> so you know throughout the whole movie just put leatherface killing a bunch of people the way he does and that's basically good it's good for me that's all i need it's a slasher i think the hard part is that probably creators these days and i don't give a shit what point they were trying to make because i have my opinions on that too but i think that because like i said the story is what sucks about it creators today are probably trying their best to compete with movies like you know ari aster and mike flanagan where they're deeply seated in this whole like psychological thing when you go from that to slasher and it's just like killing for killing's sake they're like how do we make this meaningful it's like you don't need to it's just a dude killing people or a woman killing people like it doesn't matter right? yeah i would say that scream 5 did it way better but i think that you can't compare it to scream because scream already exists as this like meta slasher it's like its whole point is to do that but with an actual slasher it doesn't matter the reason i like halloween is because it's like he's a being that no one can kill yeah. and he's just killing like how do we stop him that is a slasher i think if you were to just eliminate everything about the story and it's like these kids came into this small town to put gas and this guy was here that would have worked better for me because that was <laughs> the original storyline i think it also doesn't work 
for me because I was a fan of the insane family dynamic that the Sawyers have, but they completely scrapped that from the movie. Yeah, I want to know why the fuck he's in an orphanage. What happened to Flat Top? What happened to... <laughs> Is his grandpa still around? I mean, that guy looked ancient. <laughs> that guy's totally still around. Yeah, they said it was a direct sequel to the first one, but there's no real connection to it other than that. For some reason, Sally shows up and they reference what happened before and Leatherface is here. Yeah. Whatever. Do you have any other creepy content? I do. I'm taking forever on this, but I'm going to start doing Walking Dead episodes. I've started putting out like tweets and stuff like that to see if people would be interested if we did live, like watch alongs. But yeah, started Walking Dead season one. I really, really loved The Walking Dead in the past and I still do. I I love Rick Grimes, Glenn and like Maggie, Daryl, fucking Daryl Dixon. Love that guy. But I remember hearing about certain things that happened then i was like oh man i don't even want to jump back in but the hype is back i can't wait to keep watching watching the first episode was kind of interesting because this was like what 2010 2012 i can't remember i believe so yeah i was in college i remember i'd like watch every sunday new episode every week it was cool i remember when it was like everyone was watching it sunday night i feel like hbo kind of has a show that always fills that sunday night gap after well it wasn't hbo right Walking no it was, Dead, something else it was amc right now it's like euphoria <laughs> that everyone's watching sunday i have no idea what the fuck euphoria is about i just know it's all over my timeline all the fucking time so didn't you say you wanted to watch that i do just to know what's going on in the world yeah so this is non-creepy content but we were on coffee and cheese's show like a week or two ago from this so go check them out they're real cool they talk about everything and anything coffee and cheese if you don't know what cheese means it means like gossip (laughs) do you have comfort content i think i do do you have comfort content i've just been watching a ton of daria and as told by ginger oh you have and been doing a lot of puzzles yeah yeah we did one and we can't find three pieces we think elvira may have messed with them because she does not leave the puzzle pieces alone she also wants the puzzle we should see if there's like cat puzzles probably not their whole lives is a puzzle figuring out how to destroy it like when she's in a box and she looks at us like where am i but also i love it here (laughs) she's like this is my full power (laughs) she looks like she's driving if you look at her just from like her face up i want to get her like a box car or something my comfort content has been playing pokemon legends arceus finally started playing it it's pretty fun everyone in their mom's like playing it if you want to watch me i'm gonna be streaming it on twitch so check us out shameless plug yes since we have shorts i thought maybe we weren't but you pulled some out last minute because i'm all about being prepared one of the shorts we are cover- covering covering today is mistress of bones and we had seen it before i think we even mentioned that it's creepy content oh did we i enjoy it i think it's fun so i did a mistress of bones drink it is a black margarita but i use jalapeno simple syrup instead of regular simple syrup to make it a little spicy instead of the typical two ounces of of lime juice i did one ounce lime and one ounce orange juice so it's a little different give it a try limey and again anytime you add charcoal to your drinks guys just remember that it is used to remove toxins so if you are taking medication it may wash the medication out of your system we are a horror podcast and it's hard to make black drinks blavada we're looking at you i don't know why it's seasonal but we can't get it black vodka i can never find it black food dye would work as well yeah so i guess it's not that <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. i'm sorry i was just i like tahin so i was just <laughs> Tahin to gin. Yeah, I rimmed the cup with tahin. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I like it a lot. You said you used tequila? What kind? I used Centenario again. I think we recently used Centenario in another. I think it's decent, cheap tequila. I like it better than a lot of the brands out there. Premium, top shelf, best of the best. Give me all your money. I didn't even that good. Tequilas? Yeah. I just like it. I just like it. I have no thing to say other than it's good. Yeah, basically. (laughs) (laughs) No, I have tequila drinks are kind of my favorite type of drinks you know the more and more i drink this the more it's kind of tasting like the paleta like the watermelon one with the chili on it so this is the second margarita i give you today that you're like it tastes like a paleta oh yeah it is <laughs> today's a paleta kind of day it Do is you sunday you just want a paleta i don't know i used to eat paleta 
those on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That was when the paletero would actually come by my mom's neighborhood and I would chase him down like and two you blocks. you would rob him. <laughs> that does give me an idea that we should make a paleta cocktail. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it tastes like those watermelon paletas with the chile on them. They're completely covered in chile. So the only thing that is the same is the jalapeno simple syrup. So I wonder if that on its own is what's tasting like a paleta to you. Oh, Mm. Well, mm. I don't know. I think it may just be like the jalapeno sugary taste of the drink and then also the rim is tahin. Yeah, because that straight up tastes like that. I don't know what they're called. I'll see if I can find the name so that if you haven't tried those, you're missing out. You can go get them. I give it a four. Nice. That's pretty high. What about you? I am going to give it a four out of five just because I feel like I can never master a jalapeno syrup. It's always not spicy enough for me. I'll make you a jalapeno. What was that thing I made with your family? It was a jalapeno margarita. I think the difference is that you muddled it and I'm trying to make it in the syrup and all that sugar is gonna dilute the spicy or i'm not getting spicy enough jalapenos mm, maybe we should do like chile de la pool. yeah if i had prepared more would have done a cocktail like that but this is a last minute one next time next time we'll try again it's good go try it it's not that spicy actually so it's if you not. get hot jalapenos jalapenos if you get hot jalapenos if you get hot jalapenos 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 how many different ways can we say jalapenos you will probably either be spicy or not cheers that totally made sense yes so because these are shorts we're not gonna have any fun facts because we don't have any we could probably get some maybe we can talk to Gigi Saul Guerrero or some of these other directors Gigi Saul Guerrero maybe likes to say that I'm a fangirl you really are I'm not she's probably like the most prominent one that I've seen on all our socials and she puts out content pretty often she just came out with being a hell we should check that out too I think you wanted to cover it for an episode maybe we'll do that soon and you can do your fixed up jalapeno syrup drink we'll try again but so we're not gonna have fun facts we're not gonna do speed runs because these are already pretty quick some of these shorts were even like two three minutes in case you haven't noticed guys this is a more relaxed episode also, no briefs because, again, the shorts are so short. Got them. <laughs> so that basically leaves us with just going into it. Let's get into it. So the first one we have is my fangirl situation, Mistress of Bones with Gigi Sal Guerrero. This short can be found on YouTube, um, Crypt TV's channel. We open on two gravediggers defiling a grave. A skeleton is unearthed and around its neck is a beautiful ruby red antique necklace. One of the gravediggers named Sergio whispers in shock, I'm going to take a second here because I tried to read them and he says it kind of fast. He whispers in shock that it's God Huitzilopochtli. I gave Eric this one to cover because I cannot say the name of the gods as much as I want to. <laughs> the other gravedigger is also surprised and says that when Sergio brought up the idea, he thought he was crazy, but it paid off. He asks Sergio how he heard about the spot and he answers, they whispered it to me. He's really weird, this guy. He's like very creepy. And Ernesto also kind of implies that Sergio has just always been this like weird dude that everyone thinks is just out of his mind we also get this hint that they've worked together in the past so they seem like frenemies to me friends yeah i mean they talk about jobs so they might be like you know robbers in general it seems like they crossed each other in a job like betrayed each other there's like some history between them also does it imply that they're like in a gang the only place that i would hear that or assume that's happening is an organized crime like a gang or a mafia or something like that so they have some history together because ernesto brings up a previous job that went wrong causing sergio to creepily say he's happy that ernesto is here with him i'm happier here bro hold my hand it is weird we see that said he was covered in a ton of carvings and some sort of relic on his wrist that glows and might be part of a ritual Ernest, you get ready Ernest. and i was like was it Ernest or ernesto it was ernesto but i think you know how it gives you like you misspelled this i was just clicking like yeah 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 yeah. oh so i think it changed it to Ernest because oh. google docs is racist yes google docs 
Learn another language, you fuck. Ernesto tries to betray Sergio by knocking him out with a shovel, but Sergio just falls unaffected and attacks Ernesto. Sergio starts reciting the lore of the king of the underworld, saying that the king was meant to rule over us all, but was betrayed by his own queen, who ripped away the sources of his power and hid them amongst the dead. I found it pretty funny that he is just smacking him with the shovel and it just breaks in his hand instead of doing anything to Sergio. <laughs> it breaks and instead of using like the stump at least, because it becomes like a stake. You gotta buffy it through the heart. He's like, ugh, it's useless. Still a weapon, dude. Yeah, dude, impale him. But yeah, this guy's basically unaffected. It isn't until all the relics are found and brought together that he can regain his power to rule over man, bringing on their extinction. It's like very dramatic supervillain speak. I don't know if you got that vibe. It's definitely lore. I felt like it was very similar to like Hades, the underworld themes going on here. I'm pretty sure this is a real legend. I think I've seen some TikToks on it actually explaining the history of this. Of this specific short? Of these gods in Aztec lore but again i can't pronounce the names i should do more research yeah actually so this kind of made me think that someone should make a video game off of this i say this as like a fan of god of war if mm-hmm. people have seen that video game it's a game that originally was being done with the greek mythology kratos the main character is the offspring of the god of war Ares, and he like has to fight the gods and the titans but the recent ones that were coming out for the new god of war is that he got exiled or whatever from the greek mythology and has to fight the norse gods and i was like dude there's so much potential here and I would love to see something like this. Either have Kratos come to the South Americas and fight Aztec or Mayan gods, but it'd be interesting because like, everyone kind of focuses on gods from Europe and we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. At length. <laughs> At length, yeah. Like Egyptian gods would be kind of cool to see too, but even those are I think a little more popular than South American gods from the cultures down here, so I think it'd be awesome to see something like this. I'm not saying go do God of War, I'm saying let's make a Mistress of Bones lore game. Gigi, you hear that? That'd be cool. Also, I feel like a lot of the fighting style that the Mistress of bone has reminds me of video games yeah because like every time she slashes at the dude the blood's like coming it's off very stylish mm-hmm. back to what's happening Ernesto is freaking out and tries to just hand the necklace on the corpse to him asking if that's what he wants he could just take it since it's right there he's like what do you need me for Ernesto notices he can't touch the necklace when Sergio explains you can't just steal from the dead you need to make a trade and give them the only thing they want life I've heard this theme a lot in like so many movies and films and I'm a fan of it of just- what like the dead wanting life the dead guarding something and you must trade something for the dead it's like a respect for those who have passed i don't know i think it's cool yeah the ground shakes as a creature erupts from the grave stabbing ernesto the creature looks like a cross between a tree demon and a space alien i thought he looked a little like psycho gorman yeah he does yeah he kind of looks like something out of mortal Kombat. yeah i could totally see that i'm thinking like baraka vibes baraka is the one with the teeth and i can show you a picture later okay <laughs> he has like swords for hands he's also wearing a jaguar mask which might be symbolic. I think this is why. I'm like, if he removed that and it looked like Baraka, he'd be even creepier. I don't know who that is. Sergio continues to carve runes into his skin as Ernesto is getting killed by the creature. Strange whispers are heard from the forest and Sergio stares off when a woman appears holding a thick sword and spear. I say thick sword because it's not really like a sword, it's not a machete either. It's this like super thick, very artistic, ritualistic painting or carving. It's hard to, oh my god, when I was writing this down, spear, that's what it's fucking called. I put down, what is this called in my notes? You're like, really long arrow. I was like, like, really long arrow, crossbow, like I couldn't remember what this is called. (laughs) my bad i saw that it's a fucking spear (laughs) i'm like eric will know when he reads my notes i was confused i was like wow my wife is an idiot no 
she's holding a super thick sword with all these like carvings and engravings on them it almost looks like what you would imagine like a chainsaw looks like it without does look the chain, like a chainsaw right where it's jagged along the edges i get evil dead two vibes when ash is just putting the chainsaw on his hand and using it said <laughs> yeah. sees her and recognizes her as goddess mitekasiwatl i think that sounds about right <laughs> she's wearing a crown of flowers and a black sugar skull mask she starts fighting the tree demon creature using the thick sword and defeats it quickly with lots of quick flashy sword moves i don't like that we said on thick sword it sounds odd she starts slashing at the creature with her large dick sword yeah her thord <laughs> Setio tries attacking her too but she quickly throws her spear through him before he can get any closer pinning him to a tree as she gets closer she notices that the creature gets up and cuts him down in just like two seconds it's, yeah it's pretty quick work she's not impressed by this guy she turns back to Setio, but he's talking in a disembodied voice calling her his love he says she belongs at his side ruling over the dam then that no matter how many times she tries to stop him she'll never rid the world of the darkness in the hearts of humans couple things in this scene one it's not a perfect translation because he calls her meet the soro which is my treasure and not my love and that bothered me <laughs> yeah i hate that about english subtitles and again i like this legend i like the queen fighting the king maybe this is me reading too much into it but in latino culture it's like if you're married you do what the male counterpart says no matter what so being like opposed to them i think is interesting yeah it's interesting when you look into like our specific mexican culture because that's what we know about most but I've always told you that it's weird that we're really heavy on the machismo, but everyone cowers before like that motherly head figure, right? Mm -hmm. You can talk to like the most manly man with the gun on his fucking belt and the sombrero and the botas, and, and then he's, he's scared, scared of, of his, his mom. mom. Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, do what you will with that. <laughs> I think it's a little conflicting. Y'all don't know what you want. <laughs> Y'all as in us. Y'all as in me. <laughs> oh, you. <laughs> You're scared of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she might hear this but i do have a problem with mikte i'm gonna call the goddess mikte for short just so that it's easier i have a problem with mikte coming in like having all this power and being like kick ass and then suddenly being like dropped from that kind of i would say that when she is fighting Sergio, she murders him the king is possessing Sergio, and i feel like she does away with him easily the problem is when the king then uses that as the sacrifice that he needed to obtain all his power it makes me want more and i know this is a short yeah but like this is from how long ago i don't know what year this came out in i don't sure there's anything coming from this and it's like give me a video game a full-fledged movie even like an hour episode or something a tv show honestly yeah because i interpreted this as she lost the battle but not the war he still has to find other artifacts to be in his full power and she's still gonna stop him along the way yeah after he tells her all of that she's not a fan tells him not to call her my love and that he doesn't deserve to rule over the living or the dead she says she'll always be there to make sure he's never king and delivers a final blow it's fun i feel like the action in this short is very exaggerated the acting is very exaggerated and it makes it really camp for me like it works for me i think that's why it'd be cool as a tv show too because it's got like power rangers vibes you know what i mean yeah i could see that <laughs> meanwhile ernesto is still alive and while trying to escape he gets entranced by the necklace and reaches for it it seems like the king of the underworld used setio as a sacrifice and transferred into ernesto's body ernesto the king uses the necklace's power to trap the queen in the air and pulls her mask off he then slaps her across the face sending her flying she has a hard time fighting back while ernesto puts on the bracelets while ernesto puts on the bracelets that he was wearing and declares he'll black out the sun disappearing into a cloud of dust the goddess dramatically puts her mask back on as she stands tall, grabs her weapons in time to hear sounds coming from the forest, and swings her blade very, very fashionably at the camera. That's the end. Fashionably. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. <laughs>
And you get killed as the viewer. Because you're a demon. Yeah, with the darkness in your heart. This is really fun. We've seen a couple other shorts from Gigi, and this one's probably my favorite so far. I think so too, but I think it has to do with the fact that you and I are truly interested in more of this lore. And I've mentioned it before, I love mythology, but I've failed at doing my own research on our own. I also think this is probably one of my favorites. A video game would be so cool. Like you upgrade her Thord, you, you upgrade her spear. Like you know, You're get just to... planning a whole video game around this short already. Yeah, you get to customize like what masks she's wearing, right? Like you get to like design the Katrina mask, the flowers. I could picture it right now. Like GG, hit me up. Let's go. <laughs> I will help come up with the logistics. Have you designed video games? Before? No, but I okay. can. I have ideas. Okay. <laughs> I just have ideas. I can learn things. I'm good at computers and designing. Wolf learning how to do a whole video game is something else. Dude, I will drop everything right now and do it. This would be cool though. I really do think it would be cool. I'd buy that immediately. Pre-order. Give me another Thord. I would buy it. What I also like about this is it feels very folklore to me. It's a very like old world meets new world kind of story. And I actually feel like the few shorts we're going to cover today could classify under folklore. Bringing it back to the classics, which is the world and nature are the ones that are here to kill us. Absolutely. What do you rate it? I really find this fun. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Ooh, that's really good. Yes, 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 yes. I agree. I'm going to give it a 9. If anything, I'd give it less because I didn't get more. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah way to rate a short because i feel like if it makes you want more then it's successful yeah that's such a like tease you know like you can't have a short that's because like okay just sidetracking but crypt tv seems to have taken some shorts and created an entire series of shorts where yes people were like oh this is a favorite i don't know why mistress of the bones hasn't gotten that treatment but i would love to see it it's possible that they could only get the director on for one i don't know again we didn't research fun facts for this so we sound dumb but no and if you're listening and no let us know are you ready to move on to the next one yes so the next short we have is the captured bird by director and i apologize for butchering this in advance jovanka vukovic she is a canadian director this short can be found on the youtube channel cranked up films it is produced by guillermo del toro oh is it yeah yeah, it's produced by Guillermo del Toro. Mm, I feel that with the giant castle. It is very much his vibe. Yeah. We open on an idyllic family afternoon. We have mom, dad, baby boy, and daughter. They are all enjoying a trip to the park. The daughter is drawing with chalk on the sidewalk, drawing an image of the family, when a pool of water starts to bubble in the center of her drawing. She follows a stream of water up a cobblestone path. She's also dressed very Alice in Wonderland-like, like in a very, very girly dress and pigtails and lace. And fancy shoes. Super fluttery. Every time she takes a step, the dress bounces. My mom used to dress us like this as children, and I hated it. <laughs> hated it. I would fight her. Like, me and her would fight because I just wanted to wear jeans. How long did you wear this? So, Oh, she wanted to dress me like this up until I was, like, 14. Up until I was 24. Up until <laughs> last year. <laughs> we get a lingering shot of her chalk drawing where the drawing version of her is being erased by the puddle of water separating her from the rest of the family in the drawing. But she follows this water path up to an incredible-looking castle. It's very creepy yet beautiful at the same time it's so big and because this is a short obviously that happens within seconds but it's like okay people are just at this super happy sunny and this giant deadly looking castle just exists next to it so i wonder if this is just like life in europe maybe because they do have castles there from when they were built it's either that or we have a time lapse that isn't apparent and she's just walking forever and her family just never notices true and again because it feels very alice in wonderland for me i wonder if this isn't some type 
tip of like down the rabbit hole, this mysterious castle that adults maybe can't see, but only children can see. It doesn't look like your typical castle. I think the good thing about covering shorts is like everyone has access to these on YouTube. Like go watch it. And it's somewhat industrial looking as well. It looks very sad, right? Like all the windows are blown out. But then it's still kind of nice inside. Yeah, it's weird. She explores the grounds and we see how abandoned the castle is. There is moss growing all over the grounds and an obscene amount of maggots falling out of piping. They really focus on the maggots. They said, we need all the maggots in this entire city and we need them for at least a minute. So let's film half of this short on the maggots. (laughs) And the seven minute short, at least one minute is focused on those maggots. It's nasty though for people who hate this. Okay, right. You. (laughs) I don't mind it. We have bugs on our trash can for like a day and you almost like okay look i can grab a maggot and squish it but those were mites okay mites are microscopic Mm. to some extent also they were everywhere again you can get rid of maggots and you know why maggots happen the mites i had no idea why they were happening humidity just so you know how gross we are (laughs) listeners despite all this she still enters the castle it is lit with bright blue and red hues that give me a lot of like suspiria vibes and there are many odd artifacts hanging from the wall kind of like deer heads strange paintings things of that nature once she gets real deep into this place that looks like shit on the outside it's got like nice carpeting and there's a curtain like a really nice fresh curtain that rabbit hole idea i think is kind of cool Comparing it to Alice in Wonderland. That you yeah. Said. From one of the corners in the room, a squid-like creature reaches out. The way this is shot is interesting because right where she is standing is where the light hits. But that corner of the room is very dark and she can't see it that well. The creature reaches up to the corner of the darkness and produces a daisy. And the girl finds this super cute. She giggles, but the daisy immediately disintegrates. And it scares her a little bit. She even drops the chalk that she's holding. But it doesn't scare her enough because she reaches out and tries to touch the tentacle. Like she tries to E.T. it. (laughs) I did not like that. She further explores the castle and reaches what appears to be a ballroom with a fireplace in it. A black blob appears from the center of the ground and five creatures that eric said look like the heartless from kingdom hearts appear yeah so i had a couple of different thoughts on how this kind of looked so if you ever played bioshock i even said like let's play bioshock right now once she's here she kind of reminds me of like a little sister i think that's what they're called little sisters i haven't played bioshock in a while so don't yell at me if you're a fan they're the ones that look like they're dead they've got like the pink dress with the ribbon and their eyes are kind of whited out uh-huh. and they have a needle with them and they walk around with the big daddies the you've big- explained this to me before but i've never played bioshock no when she's walking around this place it's kind of like that it's like what would have happened before they turned into little sisters oh so that's what you imagine the story is yeah but yes these creatures look like heartless which is another thing that i thought of they're entirely black looking and they kind of levitate they look like snails because their backs are super hunched and their heads are right in front we see their full body in a little bit but their feet are super tiny their hands are long and lanky but their fingers are really long so tentacles imagine the heartless just without the heartless symbol on them god you're just like full of video game references today and i'm just like i don't know anything. do you want me to show you pictures we will turn this into we a slideshow kingdom hearts like i've watched you play it the little girl freaks out and tries to escape from the room but she can't because these beautiful red curtains are blocking her way out for some reason who put these curtains here they weren't there a minute ago she's not very convincing with her screaming she looks like they just said scream as loud as you can she's like ah she looks more yeah. like that than actually afraid i mean i'm not gonna judge her though because you could probably give me that direction and i wouldn't do as good as this You'd be sweaty, though. I'd be sweaty. All right. Convincing. Unable to escape the room, she just covers her eyes, but this does nothing because the creatures do not go away. This isn't normal horror movie rules. It's not totally clear what happens to her. The final scene we get is her screaming reflection in the creature's eye, and then the creature blinks. 
we assume that they devoured her. The five alien-looking creatures then venture outside of the castle. We're free! It's almost like they didn't realize that there was a food source out there for them, and then this kid wandered in, and they're like, oh, there's more out there. Because (laughs) as they are floating over the castle grounds, we assume they are making their way to the playground. The sound of children's laughter can be heard, turning into screams. The ground is also decaying as they approach. Yeah, I wonder what these creatures are. That is my question for this short. They're heartless. I mean, that would work because they take the souls of children, the happiness of children. Oh, oh, oh. What if this is a Kingdom Hearts short horror crossover? Because this is an Alice in Wonderland eluding horror and Alice in Wonderland is in Kingdom Hearts. You're looking at me like, no. (laughs) No, it's possible. This is like very heavy Alice in Wonderland vibes. Yeah. And like the darkness of Wonderland is escaping or Wonderland was taken over by whatever this is. And now they're like, oh, we can come out the rabbit hole. And which Kingdom Hearts is the Alice storyline? The first one. Remember, I couldn't get the fuck out the... Remember, I kept like drinking and not drinking that water because I couldn't figure out how to get out. I thought you were going to say I kept drinking because I couldn't pass this level. I didn't say in the game. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about this one? This one didn't hit as hard for me as Mistress, regardless of that. I think I would give this like a two. That's yeah. really low. Well, because I mean, <laughs> it was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Alice in Wonderland, scary story. But like these creatures aren't very creepy. You don't really know what they are. What they are. Yeah. This is one of those things that's probably like it would benefit from a couple more minutes, maybe. Well, I enjoyed it. For one, I love Alice in Wonderland. You can tell that Guillermo del Toro has his hand in it because there's that sense of like magical realism almost. I think the creatures are creepy. The special effects on this are almost there. Like a little more effort and they would have been like really good for a short. They look like 2000s Power Rangers CGI. This is the second time I mentioned Power Rangers. You just want to watch Power Rangers today. Yeah. I think what would have added more color is because it's called the Captured Bird. Okay, yeah, the Captured Bird is obviously a little girl. But then we also get this hint that her family doesn't give a shit about her. Oh, they completely forget. They like had a baby and completely forgot they had another kid. What does that mean? Assuming these are like heartless or shadow creatures and it's like, oh, we take kids who people don't want. Like, is that what this means? Could be. She's forgotten. And if you forget your kids, they can end up on the dark side. Like, what does that? the dark side (laughs) yes and no because then they make their way out to the playground and it seems like nobody's safe i enjoyed it i like a good kind of fantasy horror so i would give it a 6.5 oh fuck i forgot we were out of 10 (laughs) yeah you gave it a two two. you like we're super low no no no. i would give it a four okay that's still really low i mean double for 10 (laughs) (laughs) wow you really knocked it out of the park there (laughs) math you did it you nailed it (laughs) the next one is also from crypt tv youtube it's called mira mira i chose it because i thought it was gonna be like a spanish or it's not (laughs) might even mean mirror mirror i think it does because it has to do with mirrors but it's directed by Ivan Sengaroff. We start in a woman in a pile of dead bodies. Her face is all scarred as she wakes up screaming. Cut to a view of a city skyline where a couple is on the balcony and the boyfriend tells his girlfriend he told her he'd get them the best view of the city. The girl stays on her phone and agrees it's a nice view but never looks up from her phone. He goes inside disappointed and says fucking millennials and says he's gonna go take a shower. She notices he's upset but still stays behind to take selfies on the balcony. She gets spooked by a mannequin in the hotel apartment, whatever it is, and laughs at herself taking another selfie with it and posting it on social media. She gets spooked 
spooked by it because it's behind like a sheet and there's a light behind it. So it looks like someone's sitting there. It's one of those old changing dividers in a room. Like they used to be really popular in like movies. Do we still see that? You do in like vintage homes or people who are really into that stuff. Like in an apartment or a hotel room? In a hotel, it would be odd. Maybe an Airbnb. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, because it's not even like clear if this is their apartment. I didn't know if they were on vacation or they had just moved into this place. She grabs her things and sits down at a vanity. Her appearance in the mirror slowly starts looking weirder and weirder though. She looks gaunt and her eyes appear very red. The longer she stares, the worse her reflection looks. She eventually starts looking like a corpse when she freaks out and goes to touch the mirror. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, I was like, why does she decide to do that anyway? I think I'd be more freaked out and just run than to be like, why, mirror? I think I would go directctly to my boyfriend and be like, what the fuck is going on with my face? And you look normal and like, and they're gonna you be like, always look like this. Sorry. <laughs> Bitch, I don't know what to tell you. That's what you look like. <laughs> that is literally a conversation me and Eric have every day. Stop. <laughs> it is though. Suddenly she's pulled into another realm and wakes up in a pile of dead bodies screaming. She makes her way back to the mirror where she can see through it like a window into the apartment. She can see the corpse version of herself. I don't even know that it was herself. It felt like this was another, because it didn't look like her. Completely. It could have been, but it looked unlike her. You know what I mean? She looked very like cutesy, but dead. <laughs> You're saying the corpse was cuter than her yes okay how i kind of interpreted it is that these creatures exist behind the mirror and they kind of like doppelgangers try to take on the appearance of the person in the mirror but not completely successfully Mm. i thought something else yeah because like they always say that the person who we see in the mirror could be like us from another dimension they also say we don't look like what our brains tell us we look like isn't that why they have the whole tiktok trend where if you flip the camera everyone's like ah that's how it look yeah (laughs) but i think there's also a symbolic meaning to this so with it being that she didn't get off her phone her boyfriend's like hey look i got the best view for you he's like doing his thing trying to impress her Mm -hmm. she doesn't care is really into her phone and her selfies i thought it was to show her this is the ugly side of her own personality where the reflection was what she really looks like on the inside i could see that but like also we're a shallow generation just fucking deal with it stop trying to teach us a lesson so he comes down yelling sandra so we now know that her name is sandra the corpse version of sandra covers herself in a blanket and motions for the real sandra to be quiet she's like shh with her finger to her mouth that's creepy real sandra is yelling trying to get his attention but obviously she can't be heard when the boyfriend reaches corpse sandra she turns around to reveal herself to him he gets freaked out and her face opens up split four ways in like quadrants and looks kind of like a demigorgon from stranger things that's exactly what i thought she looked like and suddenly takes a huge bite out of his neck corpse sandra then walks away leaving the real sandra in the mirror who hasn't realized that bodies in the mirror have woken up and are right behind her. I didn't think that they were dead bodies. They also kind of look like mannequins. They do. Because I was like, maybe this is like something to do with the mannequin head in the background. Definitely don't look alive. These creatures maybe absorb the reflections of the people who look into their world. That's my theory. That they're just like a template and then they get printed. Yeah. (laughs) The film ends just as one of the mirror people reaches for Sandra. So I think this short was pretty successful because it spawned a TV series on their channel. Yeah, because when I was trying to find the name of the directors for this short and i was looking it up i kept getting trailers for the tv series i believe interesting similar to the next story we're going to cover the birch was super successful for crypt tv i think it was the one that launched their channel or made it possible for them to continue to make all these monster features and they're about to do season two of the birch oh cool are they all shorts like they're all like four or five minutes i believe the episodes are like 15 minutes so one season could take you like three hours to probably watch Ooh. what would you rate this one i would rate this a seven well that's you like this more than the captured bird yeah the captured bird was boring okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah mira mira the fact that there's a show makes sense 
I would want to know more about like what are these creatures in the mirror? Does my metaphor for your inner ugly have something to do with it? Because I think Mira Mira showed up in the like lore section of that. I can't yes, remember. They had like a fable category. Feels very Bloody Mary. Oh yeah. What yeah. about you? I thought it was fun. The more we talked about it and discussing what this realm is, what these creatures are, made me more curious than when we first watched it. I would give this one also a six point five. It was entertaining. Yeah, let's go watch more. I want to watch more. Again, shorts are just so especially when they're good. It's just like I want to see what's happening. See, a short is successful when you want more, I think. Yeah, I agree. All right. Last one we're covering for today. We have The Birch, directed by and written by Ben Franklin. Oh, Ben Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin and Anthony Melton. Once again, this can be found on Crypt TV. It seems like Crypt TV likes to do this thing where they show you like a preview of the middle of the short at the beginning, even though it's like a five minute clip. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, hold on. It's going to get interesting. We promise. (laughs) I mean, I get it. You have a YouTube algorithm where you have to like entice your audience way faster than a movie i just noticed that when watching some of their shorts a boy is standing in the woods holding a knife covered in blood that's it cut to black and we cut to a boy walking in the forest holding a book that looks like it's made of tree bark he is recreating some sort of relic from the book with twigs and twine looking like the blair witch project oh yeah absolutely i was also thinking about like the artwork when you had to come up with these shorts even though they're short like we talked about ari aster a few weeks ago creating a whole ass bible for midsummer you have to create a short in five minutes and you create this lore you have to do some artwork you have to make sure that the story makes sense it's a lot of work even though it's only four or five minutes it is i think one of these shorts even had like five minutes of credits do you remember that yeah we put one of them on and we're like oh it's a 12 minute short and it ended at seven minutes and we were like oh (laughs) (laughs) a lot of work went into this yeah all this while a woman narrates some believe that the forest cares for nothing but itself but that's not true if you listen carefully you can hear its voice its tortured heart can feel our pain too you could hear the crowns of the forest they just take the form of tree people ants if you will spoiler alert you know what ants are? No. If I remember correctly, if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, the ants were like the tree people. ENT, ants. BLTs. Were the sandwiches. Those I know. Those I know. We cut to the same boy walking to school, trying to avoid a bully. The bully chases after him, calling him Pig Boy, and punches him. What the heck is up with this dude? Piggy Boy? Piggy Boy? Like, okay, you got a problem, bro? I mean, this kid, like, no offense at all, but doesn't look like a pig at all. Uh, Who are you offending in that statement? <laughs> I, I don't know what origin this is in. Like, is it UK? Is it, it sounds whatever? like the UK. Like, is that a common thing to say? So, I thought it was either a reference to lord of the flies piggy is a character there or maybe i don't know if this is something that is popular in the uk maybe his family's pig farmers or something like you know when they're poor farmers this is a lot of assumptions to make off one insult but this is where my mind was going i mean he has two seconds to be like oh what's going on buddy where are you going oh what are you, what are you looking so sad for oh what? fuck you pig boy throws him in the middle of the street this kid's got an issue oh he's definitely got issues which 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 we will see later but he chases after him calling him pig boy and punches him in the face we get weird flashes of entrails and a body in the woods but we're back to the boy again who is sporting a black eye and it seems like he is now in a room with either his mother or grandmother it's not clear who's his caretaker here did you think it was the mom or the grandma i thought it was mom did you okay i wasn't sure mom grandma could be like he's an orphan or something i'm just trying to figure out why he's like being picked on by this random kid i I mean i think it's just like bullies target kids 
who they know they can get away with picking on for long periods of time. It reminds me of abusive relationships where people pick the person they are more likely to be able to control. Yeah. We cut to him at home with either his mother or his grandmother who appears to be on her deathbed. She hands him the book that we saw earlier made of tree bark and says that when she is gone, she, quote unquote, will look after him the way that she has looked after her. His mother or grandmother says that she will protect him as she has always done. This is confusing because she's basically telling him this creature, this creature, this creature will help protect you. This creature will protect you, Harry. I'm laughing because my mind went to she will protect you the way she protected me. I'm picturing some dude in the street also punching her and being like, what are you looking at, Piggy? And it's the same kid. Traveling through time. (laughs) It's a never ending story and they just live in this world where the offspring exists to get beat up by this kid who just says piggy to them that sounds very small town (laughs) okay that was all confusing she hands him the book that we saw earlier that's made of tree bark and says when she is gone she emphasized heavily will look after him the way that she looked after her her whole life she refers to this entity as a protector and instructs him to look for her mark in the forest the next scene is the boy discovering her mark on a tree while he is also being followed by this bully he is reading an incantation that says the following for he who makes me i shall come for he who breaks me shall come undone his bully decides to charge at him in this moment calling him piggy the whole time yeah this is a lot of work he hunted this kid down yeah oh it's kind of like antlers spoiler alert if you haven't seen antlers but it's kind of like that bully who like runs after this kid looking for him forever and it's like dude leave the kid alone that's a lot of effort and he put into bullying ends up getting killed i don't remember a lot of that movie now that you bring it up i'm just like oh yeah, the Wendigo. The Wendigo. Yeah, the Wolverine Origin movie. Mm. Mm. Why? Did, you not like did that we one? talk about that movie? No, we couldn't. Oh. Oh, really? Yeah, we couldn't because it was a private screening. Yeah. It's out now. I mean, we could I talk mean, about everyone can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I didn't like that movie as well. I just don't like movies, I guess. We kind of mentioned it on Twitter and we're just like, it's like every other movie that talks about lore and the people who are supposed to be in it aren't in it. Exactly. It's exactly like La Llorona where it's a Mexican folklore and for some reason it centers around white people. Antlers, it's a native folklore that centers around white people again. Anyway, different movie. Yeah. On a fun note, we played a Spooky Tales' promo at the beginning of this, but we do have a special treat for people in April. We're going to be watching La Llorona with them, the Shutter one. And we really hope it's better. <laughs> yeah. They said it's good. It and... has to be, right? It has to be better. I guess we'll find out. The boy is holding... This offering sigil that he has created from twine and twigs when the bully grabs him. He is able to push the bully off of him enough to hold this sigil up to him, kind of like a vampire slayer holding a cross up to a vampire style. <laughs> he does. The bully just takes it and mocks him for having toys and breaks it in half. And then he pulls a knife on him. <laughs> what? So much work, I'm telling you. This kid was literally going to be a serial killer. Who bullies someone so passionately like that? Like Again, we don't know why this is happening. It seems like this kid's like bothered him for a long time, but like, you don't want to take my compliments for the day? Fuck you, I'm going to kill you with this knife. In the background, we can see a very tall figure in the trees and a woman's voice repeating he who breaks me will come undone the wind and leaves start to go crazy and suddenly we're back with the two boys but they are not alone a woman that appears to be made of trees now stands before them she's pretty hot 
She's very dull. Yeah. I like the way she looks. It is a very cool monster design. It's like she's wearing one of those like witch hats, you know, like the really, what are they called? Sun hats with the giant brim. Yeah. Like Carmen San Diego, but it's made of branches. They're sun hats, I think is the name. Looks kind of cool. It also somewhat reminds me of the headdress that, what's her name? Ragnarok. Your tattoo. Hella. Hella wears. <laughs> <laughs> she wears hella branches on her head. She does. I was waiting all All year. my life yeah. to say that joke. <laughs> As she appears, we flash back to the boy and his mother or grandmother having that conversation from earlier. She says, good children with love in their hearts will be helped by her, the birch. Back in present time, we see that the bully has been murdered. The boy himself is covered in blood holding the knife, but he is also holding the hand of the birch. And the birch is like, we are Groot. We are birch. So many Marvel references in this one (laughs) short story. The last scene we get is a good look at the tree creature's face growling. Yeah. Flash's scary grin. I'd like to mention that I always think that it's cool when magical iterations include the fact that magic is ugly. Because mm-hmm. when it's very fairytale and everything's cute and nice and beautiful, it's not realistic. I think that's why I like Pan's Labyrinth so much. The fairies, the fawn, all those creatures are ugly and kind of scary like they were in mythology. Yeah. It was like, yeah, this is my witch friend, but she looks like this. So just uh, don't be mean or she'll kill you. <laughs> she's not really a witch, though. She's the birch. She's the bitch. <laughs> the witch. I was trying to combine the <laughs> your face. It's so rude, Eric. <laughs> I was trying to say the witch and birch together, but it was the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Okay. She's the sorceress. The sorceress. The bursaress. I can't do it. No. None of those work. <laughs> okay, fine. The bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you bent my arm, right? I think the makeup on this is pretty great considering that it's for a YouTube channel. And I can see why so many people really enjoyed this and went on to, like I mentioned earlier with Mira Mira. We say Mira Mira, but again, it might be Mira Mira. And it works because Mira in Spanish is like... Look, look. Yeah, look at this reflection real quick. She did. Yeah, the whole movie. Summarized by Eric. Thank you. (laughs) But similar to that short, this also got its own TV series and they are currently on season two, I believe. The only thing is that I think it's on their Facebook, not on their YouTube channel, Facebook TV. But what would you rate this one? This one is great. I would rate this an eight. I do like folklore based stories. I do like a nature creature horror. So I'm glad that this one has some follow up so I could go find out more. What about you? I really enjoyed this one. Pretty much all the things that you already said, I enjoy a good folk horror. The makeup design I'm really impressed by. And uh, I think it's effectively creepy. Yeah, if I saw this monster in the forest, I would be terrified. But she's a friend. I don't think I have goodness in my heart like these children. I do. Oh, you'd be fine. I have bullies. I wasn't called a piggy though. I was called a dumbo because my ears were big. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. On that positive (laughs) note, I would also give this short an eight. I'm trying to think if I would give it higher. It's hard to grade shorts with the same scale because like oh i gave midsummer i think a seven and it's like oh so you're saying that this is better than midsummer no look at why yeah i think when we sometimes cover movies we're like so caught up in that it's fresh in our minds we're reviewing it because there's been movies where like i would revisit and rate higher or rate lower honestly from our show we're not professional critics and our mind can change i think one time you made fun of me and we're like you can't change your mind i was like no i can i think it's because we make these points and they're like oh yeah you're not you're right it's like how i changed your mind on the conjuring so i was like it's basically like bible avengers That was upsetting. That was upsetting to hear. Because <laughs> you really loved those. I did really love those. You ruined them for me. That was not a positive day. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I would rate it an eight because I think they did a lot. Because I imagine they don't have a huge budget to create a YouTube short, and it was pretty creepy. These are all really good. I mean, honestly, we haven't talked about a bunch that we watched, but I can't wait to cover more of these. I think we might start doing this once a month, if not once every other month. There's a lot of really good ones on here. Let us know if you like this, covering shorts that are not so well known. This time around, we kind of stuck to ones that were easily found on YouTube, but I really wanted to find some international ones. We also briefly discussed some stuff we watch for like the Salem Horror Fest. There's always like virtual movie fest going on now since this is our lives that we could cover as well. What scared Loki about all these shorts? He's not a fan of like whispering in the woods. No. Also doesn't like just hearing voices in clusters. Yeah. Like when he hears a lot of different voices. Because he does that here in the house too. When we hear voices like behind the door or in the neighbors, he gets really on edge. I mean, good for him. Because that means that if anyone's approaching the door, we're going to know. We're going to (laughs) know. So just a warning to you guys if you're trying to kill us, he's going to let us know. And that's all he's going to do because he's a chicken. And he'll probably pee on you. We said it last time. We'll say it again. You want to tell us about it, Loki? Uh, sorry, bud. I guess you never got used to voices. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to all the parks in the world. We're going to take him with us and we're quitting our jobs. Then we're just going to come back and let them know that he still has the same problem. So I mean, he probably would. (laughs) I was going to say something. Oh, there's something I wanted to say. Hmm. This would be our 54th episode. So a couple episodes back, we hit one year on the podcast. Yay. Woo. What? This is crazy. Who knew we'd be here still? Not you. I'm sure you didn't. Th- I'm sure you didn't think so. We didn't really mention it on previous episodes because we kind of record ahead. We lost track of some things, but I want to thank you guys for a pretty cool first year of podcasting. We've met amazing people in the podcasting community, also horror fans, also drinking fans, also um, just friends in general. Like it doesn't even have to be horror. I feel like some of the people we've met too are just like good old fashioned friends. So thanks for listening. We hope you continue to listen. But does that pretty much? wrap it up for us here let's go all right as always we hope you guys had a good time here with us you can follow us pretty much anywhere at shaken not scared pod except twitter twitter shaken scared pod you could send us an email at shaken not scared pod at gmail.com support the show on patreon you can get early access to episodes or a bonus episode and theme drink idea every month Listen everywhere you get your podcasts. Give us a follow. Check out our drink videos. Throw Loki a treat. Throw them, throw them all the treats. Be sure to like, rate, review, all that good stuff. And okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Wow. I wonder if you're Mexican. No. What?